I was thinking about that the other day when you're like, your hour power starts now. So does the precursor that doesn't include like the the five or six Ooh. minutes that we banter back and forth? I love that. That's point. not. That's just like extra pod. That's free pod, you guys. I get. love that. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 103 for your eardrums. Guys, I know I ask every week. Do us a favor. Please subscribe. If you haven't, leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, winner of the MAB Dunk in Cookies Contest, most awesome Oh, that's, that's right. That's I got my up. technique down and everything. <laughs> I don't be spilling over the cup or nothing. Oh, brother. As I was reading, I was just like, oh, I know you're, you're getting in shape, bro. You're looking good. I know you're doing your thing. Ooh, thank I, you. I, I'll pull back that cookie come. I'll edit it out. I mean, I can't. No, no, no. You're good. You're, okay. you're not. You can. Thank your you. hands are tied. Yes. And my, 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 my cookie-stained fingers are tied. And nothing I can do. There are 200 pod listeners are just going to be like, Brandan is a piece of shit. And that's that. But no. we are we are podding on a, uh, a formal Thursday. As we do. That's so right. this is when I think the teeth come out a little bit more, but it's a little cleaner because I'm not all IPA hopped up. Exactly. Yeah. It's business podual. It's what we got pod. going on here. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. Can you tell us what's happening? We're doing it for you. Yeah, I, I, I want to I let them know that I flex to you a little bit. Like if we got to do like a flex game and we got to move a little yep. bit, like I, we flex also, schedule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we, right. <laughs> it goes right, both right. ways. Two way street. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So the, the kiddos and the fam are heading to the dusky. Sandusky, Ohio, uh, meeting up with uh, some other of the East Coast family members and the cousins there because it is President's Weekend and and some of the New York peeps have uh, time off that whole week. We're going to go just drive out and uh, meet kind of equidistant to everyone and have the kids all play and have fun and have a good old three-day weekend. So it'll oh, be fun. Nice. Is it- we, get this, we, we, we are, of all of them, are traveling the least, which is not – our usual modality. Usually it's planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Now it's just a scant three hour drive and we're there and it's not a bad not a bad deal for us. Hey, I played a little a little home turf. It's just kinda like the uh yeah. the Red River rivalry or sometimes when they play like in the like or they play in like a neutral stadium or something. It's just like yeah, yeah, exactly. like traveling it's a neutral site game. Yeah. Yeah, you're traveling a little bit. We're less. all we're going to the cotton bowl. We're going to the, <laughs> the, 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 the yeah, the Sandusky, Ohio, which if we had gone in the summer would have been the home of Cedar Point. Which I love, most awesome, a young most awesome, doing a lot of uh, roller coasters and trips at in the old dusky. Mm, mm. What's going on with like the holidays? I can't keep track. It, it seems like the first quarter of the year, so you come off of kind of like that. Bam, 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 bam. Halloween, if you're into it, I'm not. Yeah. You're doing Thanksgiving, and then we all know like the rest of that. December gets full. You're doing a little New Year's. Everyone's about done with holiday season. New Year's. Then early, I, th- I feel like we just have a couple that kind of sneak up, like President's Day. Like I kind of like always President's kind of figured, is are people off on that? Is that still a thing? Are yeah, you off some, on President's yeah, Day? Some people. No, I'm not off. I go. I go all. I go all day. Absolutely. I go all the time. No days off. That's me. No excuses. No days off. No pot off. Guys, we got a jam packed episode 103. We're doing 
Rip, we're going to do NBA midseason review. We're going to hop in that inbox. Got three for you. We're going to do the Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top three smokes. What does that mean? We'll get into it because we'd like to know ourselves. Then we're going to do the Brandana Gambling Corner NBA odds up to this point. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Uh, all right, brother. Rip from the headline, NBA halfway point. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because as we're podding on this Thursday night, we're heading into All-Star Weekend, which is, you know, the midway point when people start really kind of digging deep into the NBA. And we thought we'd kind of uh, bring back a little bit of a NBA refresher. Yeah, so what's going on? Is NBA on the upswing or the downswing as a whole? I mean, I think from a television rating standpoint, I would say it's a, on an upswing. I think more people uh are into it the uh league pass is i think the numbers are up on league pass yeah so a lot of people are watching and catching all sorts of different games i think it's the game is digested differently than it was probably when we were kids you have way more access to way more games Hmm. you know tnt uh the abc mbc or abc uh, espn games and league pass and all this other stuff like you can get a lot of games these days yeah, and I'm also seeing like little thing like it's not like superstars rising up, but there seems to be a balance of even though it seemed three years ago we're going to just like these super teams, like three people there, it still seems like there's a balance with like, you know, uh Giannis like popping up and just like kind of, you know, putting yep. the Milwaukee Bucks on the map. Like there's just teams to still talk about. Like Toronto ain't dead, even though we had like Kawhi leave. There's just a lot of teams to focus on and it's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is, yeah, I mean, we could talk all about Toronto and the job that Nick Nurse has done. We might tease that a little bit. But, yeah, like teams like the Heat kind of hanging around and then yep. coming back. And then now you've got like even Memphis is at this point is an eight seed in the West. No one I thought really would have thought after they got the second overall pick with John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Now they're kind of like hanging on and it makes for interesting basketball We're you know, it's it's. The league is chock full of star, stars more so than it has been in a good long while, and that always is going to, you know, breed more intrigue and more eyes and 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 more competitive teams. So, cause and effect, like what happened? It's not like a lot of people all of a sudden just got good at basketball. Like on a macro, right. why are all these teams kind of putting it together, figuring it out, or at least like staying kind of relevant? Because I watch, I watched. Uh, Denver Lakers last night and it's like the Denver it's not like there's a straight up like superstar but right now they're number two in the west right yeah yeah I mean they're they're they have a good system they've got a good young core in in uh Jokic and Jamal Murray and they have some they have some tools they got a good quality veteran in Paul Millsap you know it's one of those things where they have some pieces and it's like if you can have two all-star level players you will be very competitive, and especially if you catch them on the upswing. You know what I mean? The same thing with, like, you know, um, oh, shoot, who was it? Oh, the, the Raptors are a great yeah. example, you know, with uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, and then they had Fred Van Vliet, and they're these younger guys that are making a big leap. Van Vliet's not an all-star, but he's definitely, like, elevated his play to a level, and they've surrounded him with quality veterans with Siakam. 
you know, you can have these guys. The Bucks are a great example, too. Giannis was the 13th pick way back when. No one thought much of him. Chris Middleton has jumped up and played all-star level basketball. They're un- unbelievable, and I think it's one of those things. You can get two young guys, the right guys. You, you, you hit on lottery picks like Memphis did with Jaron Jackson and John Morant, and it's like, ooh, we can, if we ride this tidal wave, we can be all right and we can be competitive. And then you've got other teams like the Knicks and the Bulls, and they just can't figure it out for their to save their lives. So is it? Yeah, I think we all knew that the Knicks and Bulls probably going in were going to be trash, and we'll go negative. But I do. I want to do a little right. underperformer, overperformer right now. I think, and just stay on the positive tip because I think you hit on some. Sure. Are there teams right now, like example, your Toronto Raptors, like teams that are just kind of over overperforming at this point? You didn't expect to be like just doing what they're doing now. Yeah, I mean they were. Losing, I, we've never seen a team lose a star mm. like a Kawhi Leonard. And last year, not this past pre, uh, preseason when we talked about the league, two years ago when we talked about the league, I was all over Kawhi for like a sneaky MVP ballad. Like I really love the Toronto Raptors. And then to lose them and them to be, what, 40 and 15 in the second place in the East, pulling off like a 15-game win streak is is unheard of. I can't I, – I don't understand – how they're able to do it when you lost arguably a top three player in the league. It de- that historically, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And they're a- they've are they been able to do it. Nick Nurse has been doing a phenomenal job. They found good young talent in Fred Van Vliet, who was an undrafted guy. Pascal Siakam was a late-round guy. I think he went like 26th or 7th overall drink, everybody. But, like, they developed his talent. Drink nice on, on cue. And they surrounded, you know, Kyle Lowry is an all-star. He's a good veteran player. Marcus Saul is a good player. Serge Ibaka is, a, you know, above average. has been in some wars. And it's like they go in and they compete. They play hard. You know, they um, uh, Ananobi and Norman Powell are good athlete wing guys. Like, they, they figured it out. You know, uh, Urijai, the, the GM for them, well smartly and well-crafted these guys and found like a, a unique mindset the DNA in these guys to be competitive and go out there and win. And when you string together long win streaks during the regular season, to me, it just shows like, are they dialed in? Like, are they willing every day to show up? And that makes a difference in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. And are we looking on something like that? And that's the difference, right? It's not, I think we've seen NBA teams in the past kind of get on like a hot run or put something together and they kind of fizzle out. But it seems some of these, are they systems? Like, I know you hit a little bit on it, so I don't want you to be super redundant, but like, how is this happening? Is this a league now where you can actually, maybe like the NFL, just have a scheme? Like you put your thing together and it's like, this is what we're going to do. And we're seeing it kind of work even against these superstar teams. Yeah, I, I I question whether it's the scheme and more so the composition. Like you have to find the right like alchemy within your team because you need you need role players, you got you need a star, you need like a rim protecting big and you guys you need knockdown shooters on the wings like 3 and D's like so it's less of like a scheme and more of like just how do we First, get the star. Let's find that. Then, what are the star's strengths? Like, Giannis is unbelievable. Can't really shoot the three, but is a freak of nature athlete. Can actually protect the rim on the defensive end. Creates havoc on the defensive end. And then, offensively, can get anywhere on the court that he wants and is is a dominant scorer. 
So what do we need to do with his strengths to accent his weak or to uh, help out his weaknesses? Let's yeah. surround him with shooters. Let's surround him with you know small you know good defensive guards. So it's really like get the star, figure out what his strengths are, cater guys that that will fit in around that, and then you know obviously then put together a coach in a system that is like an offensive scheme, like you know a D'Antoni is not going to work well with like a um with like a uh, like a, a nets or like a magic team like these are teams that just like survive and kind of slug it out offensively and defensively like have to win out on their games you know D'Antoni's system in Houston is like they've gone they've they've gone totally scheme it's like let's just go all small ball guys let's just sprinkle as many shooters as we possibly can and just create and look for a mismatch of variance, you know, that people are like an inefficiency that people aren't going in. And I don't even know if that's more the GM and Daryl Morey or if that's Dan Antoni. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So that's what we're kind of seeing right now. I, I remember uh, Dan Tony, you know, like uh, seven, eight years ago with like the Phoenix suns. Like it was just like, we want to shoot like under five seconds. Like that was kind of like a yeah. radical scheme. Is there anything kind of that radical going on in the NBA right now? Or is it just more versus like, is Houston Rockets the most radical where it's just like small ball. We're just going to shoot. We know we're going to shoot a fuck ton of threes. Those are worth more points. Like analytics tell us yeah. like this is worth the game plan. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the Rockets are, I mean, I mean going, you know, they traded for Robert Covington. They, they moved Clint Capella and it's, it's basically, you know, Robert Covington's a small forward at six ten, and it's all small guys, PJ Tucker, uh, you know, Westbrook Harden and Eric Gordon. And they're just going to, all right, we're just going to spread you out and just make you defend us and defend the three and try and dribble drive and attack the rim and get to the free throw lines. I mean, those are the two highest percentage shots is three pointers. And then either going right at the rim, you know, for dunk or layup or getting fouled. Like the, that's the number of highest number of points possessions that they are. And that's how their team is totally constructed. So you've got a bad shooter in Restbrook, but he's excellent at attacking the rim, and then you surround him with all sorts of shooters. You know what I mean? And Harden can go ISO and shoot and get to the rim. Same with Gordon. And then, you know, Covington's a good defender, and P.J. Tucker's a good defender, and they're decent enough shooters in the corners. And and that's interesting, right? Because now we're seeing it's a little bit, not to keep pulling back to football than what I know, but it's a little bit more like, you know, Super Bowl, great Super Bowl. We got Casey Chiefs. Awesome offense. Uh, not sure on their defense or whatever, but let's just look at it in macro. Like that KC right, right. Chiefs offense and an awesome like 49ers defense. Is there a little bit of just like, you know, that that Lakers size that they want to dominate you with and then just like the Rockets like outside shooting? Like, like those are interesting right. matchups, yeah? Because yeah, it, yeah. it used to be Literally. like, you know, like uh, 20 years ago or whatever, but, like everybody had their, just had their fucking like center. You know, they had their like point guard, the shooting guard, like had the wing right. players and everybody just kind of doing that thing. And now it's just like we're – we're we'll, we're abandoning that. Like you got to yield to us, or we're yielding to you. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see if they if the Rockets are like a scheme that revolutionized, kind of like we talked about with the Chiefs or like the, the Rams when McVay came, or are they going to be like the Houston Oilers run and shoot or the Buffalo Bills? their offense back in the day with Jim Kelly and the Mar, Mar- Levy guys, like are they going to be good enough to like get it and make in the playoffs? But when playoff football comes down to yeah. it, are they not going to win the chip? And, and I, I kind of tend to lean in that. Cause it's, it's... I don't good buddy. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't see it. 
I don't see the Rockets in their style of play with basically the margin of error that they have um, winning in a seven-game series in the playoffs. Yeah, you're echoing. That's exactly what I was going to say, right? Because it's just like that is a little uh, – David and Goliath is way too like exaggerated, but it is you know sus- to sustain that. Like what you're winning on is like getting hot, like that shooting percentage. Right. Where like when you have the big yeah. guys like the Lakers and kind of dominate – you can grind that out through seven games. This is like, yes, you play the Rockets, you're going to lose two games, like one maybe even on your home court, but like they're right. going to get cold one game, which is going to be an easy victory for your guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if they can't make anything from the outside and you have, you know, like, I don't know, like a Steven Ad- – they're going against Oklahoma City and they kind of play smallish, but they've got a Steven Adams who's just going to collect offensive rebounds and just no one's going to be able to just – physically move him out of the way it's gonna be a long night if they can't you know if they can't make shots in the other end and they can't get often or defensive rebounds on the on the defensive side so it's gonna be an interesting thing i'm interested to see how it plays out i have a high level of skepticism to think it actually is gonna actually win yeah because also like are they still i mean i know the acquisition of like um I oh, can't wait to do this. Was it uh, the the point guard that they got at the Rockets? Like, um, oh, Chris Paul trading to the no, 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 the, the, or Westbrook, Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook, Westbrook. Now, yeah, yeah it's just like um, I'm just be super interested to see. Like, I don't feel like the Rockets are in any upswing. If anything, they're plateauing, and it's kind of like we saw them yeah. lose to the Golden State Warriors and everything. Like, if this system was going to work, it should have been a little hotter by now. Like, at least like an NBA Finals appearance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, they. Yeah, they. You're talking about in years past. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, just years past. I, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know it's a new thing, but it's still like it's all around that core of like James Harden, like shooting ability, and he's been yes. able to do it. And he had like may, maybe this is the most talent he's been around, at least for the Rockets. But it's still like, is that going to be enough to? Because I mean, it, the most success they were close to with Golden State, and that still fills out. Granted, Golden State might be one of the best dynasties of all time, but it's like still like. Right. Is it already proven that this system like just can't run its course? Right, and that's one of those things. There, so so that's the exact point. The 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 one that they last where they were up, and then game six, Chris Paul pulled a hamstring and was done, and that was it. That just speaks to the margin of error, and they had a more balanced team approach. They had Capella, they they had Eric Gordon, they had a, a more traditional set of players and then one small thing and Chris Paul a like 35 year old point guard gets injured and is you know pulls his hamstring and that's it that was their margin of error and they still had somewhat replacement players for it now the way that they're set up with the limited number of assets they have if Westbrook goes down if Robert Covington goes down like they don't have anybody to fill that role anymore like PJ Tucker becomes the linchpin of their whole team and if PJ Tucker you know rolls his ankle and is out for three games it's done like no one defends the pivot for them and they're going to rely on Isaiah Hartleston this guy from Germany who doesn't get minutes like their margin of error becomes so much more on a razor's sitting on a razor's edge than it ever has been before. It's it's interesting to watch because I'm I'm fascinated to see how it's going to play out. But I just see it's going to be like it's either they're going to 
flame out in this in the in the second round or like and that's it and this will be the end of that kind of run for in Houston and James Harden all right right before we move on to the teams that are underperforming is there one more team that you'd like to give a little hats off to overperforming a little let's talk your boy Luca 33 and 22 in the west six seed uh Kristop Porzingis playing well in um in uh in dallas and um oh i mentioned the mavs earlier and i and i'm i'm liking the heat i'm liking the heat mm-hmm. i'm liking mm-hmm. what jimmy butler's doing surrounding himself with uh shooters and they just find a way duncan robinson i love it Debo from michigan tyler hero kendrick nunn bam adebayo i'm really liking this heat team I like it. Let's lean into it a little bit because this actually might come back into play. I want to talk about the underperformers right now. What the fuck is wrong? And I said in a text thread with the Philadelphia 76ers. What the fuck's going on, man? This is complete. I don't like, obviously, I don't watch the NBA like game in, game out, but I just like glance glance at the standing. It was just like a shot because they're sitting at what now? Like the six seed? Five seed? They're the six seed as of right now. They're 34 and 21. Um, they are nine and nineteen on the road, which is just insane considering where they were at a year ago. You know, it's just like I wrote down and I was kind of was kind of writing my thoughts on it. I was like, they're really, if anything, they're bizarro rockets. Like they went the other direction. They have all length, all size, kind of limited shooting, and it's like they have this weird funky fit. It's like I have Ben Simmons, who's like six ten. I have Embiid, I have Al Horford, I've got uh, uh, Tobias Harris, who's another 6'10", 6'9", guy. Yeah. Like, they're just this odd fit. Yeah, it's, it's, the oppo- it's the opposite of what you're talking about, right? They put together a bunch of pieces, and it's just not gelling. What came first? Was it Embiid and Simmons not getting along? Because obviously, like, they're not even keeping the hit anymore. At least, like, Embiid's not yeah. on his part. Is it not getting along, and that causes the frustration? Or is it just, like, the frustration comes from it just not being a fit? I don't. I just don't think it's being a fit, and I honestly don't think there's like a lot of accountability. Like that's one reason what Jimmy Butler has said it, and like Al Horford talked about it. Like this locker room is is there's something wrong with the chemistry, but I think it starts like there's been lots of reports that have come out of Philadelphia that those two guys, Ben Simmons and and uh, Joel Embiid, just don't have a ton of accountability. Like they're just literally going to do their own things. The organization doesn't hold them to the same standard as, as everybody else. And therein lies a problem because they don't, they're, they haven't been like, they're the alpha dogs on this team, but I don't necessarily know if they have the, you know, the, the chops and they're, they're not going to listen to anybody like mentor. I think that's a big part of the reason why they brought in Al Horford was to be this like quality veteran to like keep the locker room together and he even he can't do it and that means that they're just not like mb doesn't seem like a guy at this stage of his career is gonna be like oh you know what you're right like i need to be a little bit more like self-reflective in the moment and i need to like do a little bit more get my ass in shape he's not doing any of that yeah and that's a clear lack of accountability that he doesn't think he has to do it ben simmons has no like qualms about his inability to shoot from the outside you know, Embiid and like they're just showing up to the Wells Fargo Center, just ready to play a pickup game. Like, is there just like they have no interest in gelling? Like, just kind of getting both their vibes. Like, obviously, Embiid's got a a reputation for not being in the best shape. 
right. and then we have like a uh, Ben Simmons who like, well, I I don't actually know enough about him whatever like in the media or whatever but he seems like a nice enough guy but it's just there just doesn't I definitely don't see the fire from him like let's win some fucking games but it almost seems like it rings a little hollow with Embiid also who was America's darling when he was like tweeting shit and now people are just like get off Twitter when he's kind of just putting out veiled things like he wants to leave and I will say if he wants to leave I'll give you odds real fast you know what we'll we'll dog hear that we'll, we'll oh. dog hear that for Brandon in the gambling corner we'll talk about where Embiid could end up but see your peace brother yeah, no, I think no, I, I I think it is that I think it's like you have two superstars who don't one hundred percent fit with each other, or two all stars who don't fit with each other, and they're not really like they they haven't they're they're kind of like individuals who really don't think that they need to bend or you know adhere to the team concept, and it's just kind of a, like it just makes for rough basketball. And they hit their apex, and Kawhi broke them last season in the playoffs with that, you know, quadruple doink off the rims, and that was that. They were over, and it's like that—that that could have been their apex right there. And then Butler leaves, and they sign Tobias Harris, who is in that same vein of guys like like uh, um, uh, oh shoot, why can't I remember Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is like this guy, like you said, like. He plays hard, but does he have like the dog fire. or fight? In yeah, like him who, like who win? runs that team? Like who runs that team? Like I want to see Ben Simmons like yelling back at NBA, or it's just like in the locker room, like who's running it? Like it's just like someone take control of this and be like, here's what we do from here on out. Like NBA, you get on a fucking treadmill. Like I want to see you in here at like fucking five o'clock in the morning. Like let's get this right. done. Yeah, he can't take you know the criticism. He'll just go back and just you know it'll he'll just, it'll be one of those things where everyone's just hurling insults. Or just like passive aggressiveness until no one ends up winning, and and that's just a recipe for disaster when it comes to playing basketball. Guys need to be dialed in, and they mean they need to be like together. And it just feels like it's a bunch of individuals out there for the 76ers. All right, brother. Um, anything worth watching during the NBA All Star break? Ooh. Course, all star Saturday night. Oh, right. Dr. Mrs. The Commission. I oh, love oh, picking yes, our, that's right. I love remember picking this our now. guys for the yeah. dunk contest, the three point shootout. Let's go, Debo. <laughs> and uh, and 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 listener Bing, email over the years, probably pounding the table when he hears about the dunk contest mm-hmm. with Pat Connington, a yeah. white dude, ready in the go. dunk contest. Just uh, it's really hating us, white athletes. That's right. I forget you and Doctor Miss the Commish. You do your you do your PX. That's right. We love it. We go through every every night. It'll be interesting. We'll probably have to get the whole crew involved. Yes. Do a little betting. Oh, a little good. drinking. It's always yeah. fun. I always like it. It's my it's my favorite. I I, I never really watched the All Star Game that much. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the new format change uh, is gonna make a difference. This year will be actually pretty interesting with the the Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, uh, memorial in this all-star weekend. So it'll be kind of interesting in that, but usually all-star Saturday night. I love the dunk contest. Mm. Big fan of the three point shootout. It's my jam. Mm. Jam. <laughs> Just you. That's right. Do, Hurling do, corner threes right there. Yeah. Dwight Howard back in the game. Yes. Ooh, early. You might want to just dog ear Dwight Howard. Yeah. He's already kind of put out there that Kobe was going to help him. And this dunk contest, I'm sure there's going to be uh, 
Some memorializing in Oof. that. Yeah, exactly. He said I think that? He's laying down. He did, yes. He oh, did. He said that. Tough. Yeah. Hey, we never yeah. like to leave a ripped on a note like that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, um. uh, there's something. Uh, <laughs> so, ooh, uh, so uh, remember that one time that uh, who dunked over the car? Somebody dunked over a car, and someone won a uh, Acura. A Kia Yeah, didn't um, – yeah, it wasn't like a Kia Sorento. No, like, didn't oh yeah, Kia Sorento. Blake, Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin, yeah, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, dunked over a Kia. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we got. If you're if you're the dunk, if anyone in the dunk contest, like, take it seriously. The dunk contest can be amazing. Get warmed up. Get a sweat oh, really? going. Get a oh no, no. Going. I'm yes. I'm over the dunk contest. Like, there's only like a lot of people are. There's yeah. there's a finite number of ways to dunk a basketball. I think they've all been covered. You've, you've seen them all. I you've seen think them it's all good. I think it, aren't you yeah. all, you're also not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to raise the rim, right? Like, can't you just do, I would like to do like every round is just, you raise the rim up like six more inches and it's just like yeah. someone dunk on like a 13 foot goal. Now I'm, that's that. Uh, I'm now you're, time. Now you're, now eyeball you're time. Um, <laughs> I brother in box, let's do it. So number one from the inbox that we got right now, um, pulling it up because everyone likes guys we have there's you know what i got plenty of editing to do i'll edit this out also yeah exactly all right um, fuck the internet connection <laughs> we're editing what's your favorite sports quote of all time by this i mean a quote from an athlete for example mike tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth that's that's a good one you know what's funny is yeah. every time this happens like i don't know why i ignore like three words i swear to god to read the entire email i don't think so i have like eight quotes here that i'm gonna get through i don't think i have a single one from an athlete <laughs> but oh i do stuff. okay yeah my favorite one okay so i'll come out of the gate um so i did i did and this is probably like hindsight's 50 50 i don't i did like kirk cousins you like that and maybe it was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like he was, it was a perfect just storm of events. It was just like, you know, he was a second quarterback drafted that year. Like, like now he's starting and whatever. And just in the locker room, like this big comeback, comeback, I think it was against the Cowboys or something. It was just like, you like that? Where it went off the rails was, you know, going to the Vikings, getting sacked all the time. And then trademarking, you like that. Oof. Trademark, you like that, which I did look up his actual uh, trying to get the patent for it. Uh, it was approved. To get something like that approved, though, you do have to, like, sell goods. But there are okay. T-shirts, Vikings T-shirts, that say you Vike that. What I don't like about the T-shirts is it says you Vike that with a question mark. I feel like it should be an exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, be, you, you Vike that means, like, we're trying to figure it out. Like, we're, like give me a little. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or no punctuation. I'll go with that. Yeah. Just, yeah, period would be weird. Period but would be it's weird. It's got to yeah. be excellent. Yeah, yeah it's excited point. or yeah. nothing, or let me fill yeah, in the yeah, blanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I like it. Um, I, I like that that you you somehow we hammered in the uh, the Minnesota Vikings in this episode. I like that quote. Um, it's an athlete. I, I like that quote. You like that. You like that quote. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> with the with Gret, with Gretzky's. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't oh, take. Oh, that's dynamic. I feel like that's been that that much like the Tyson quote from our our emailer there. Uh, I feel like that gets used by a lot of people in a lot of different situations. Yeah, I see that like playing out at the bar a lot of times, like one bro <laughs> to the next bro. Like I see it all. Like it, it has some versatility. Or even like a like pickup that. line. It's just like you know I had to come over and talk to you because you miss 100 shots you don't take. 
Wayne Gretzky. Great one. 99 <laughs> great on my chest. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. That's the jersey I'm wearing. Uh, that's the jersey I'm wearing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one I got, one other one. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog, Archie Griffin. And I know listeners who know who Archie Griffin is. I know I know he went to Ohio, felt the rest. Mm-hmm. Still a good quote. Uh, so I went a little fictional. Here's where I went off the rails and obviously not reading the emails question. Clearly, yeah, uh, that's fine. Clear eyes, full that's hearts. That's my turf. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Ooh. Classic. Now, that's a TV athlete quote. I'll take that from Riggins. That's a little. That's S- a little Texas forever, six. That's a little. Uh, and then I, I went a little deeper. I went uh, Dickie Fox, the fictional character in Jerry Maguire. Uh, do you remember Jerry Maguire? Oh, oh I, I got yeah, news for you. Oh, also, yeah. it's our it's our date night movie for next week. We're doing date night. Oh, we're doing Jerry okay, Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry Maguire. We're gonna count okay. it because okay. it seems like on the edge of date night. It is PG thirteen. It is ranked in the comedy, and my grandmother did take me to see it. So those are nice. those are three check boxes. Those are those there. are those are all hallmarks. Hallmarks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> date night movie. Uh, if this is empty, touches his chest. This doesn't matter. Touches his head. Boom. I mean. Boom. This is empty. Oh. This doesn't matter. Uh, then real, I I went on a little bit of uh, on a serious tip. It's not whether you get knocked down; it's whether you get back up. Little Vince Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And then like um, just on a staying consistent ranking, we'll do we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. I like that. We're on to Cincinnati. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> I mean, is there anything better that like defines Bill Belichick than Ron Cincinnati? It's just like that encapsul- encapsulates like just how he does like interviews. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Ron Cincinnati is great, and and I also feel like that has some versatility into it. Like you get questioned by your boss, yeah, just on to Cincinnati. <laughs> on to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I'm, it helps out if you have a business trip to Cincinnati th- that week. But if you do not, like it's still if still you do not, Yeah, thing. exactly. You're you're gonna you're gonna bust up the room if you don't have the answer. And he's like, "Question: What do you, do you have your fourth quarter report <laughs> on to Cincinnati, <laughs> sir?" On Cincinnati. Uh, I I, I want to leave this one for you. I want to get your take on it. Shouldn't Draymond Green have better stats since all his scores are gone? Was he overrated or just getting old? Ooh, a little twenty nine. Not super old. Yeah, Draymond Green, basketball genius, genius as we've uh, noted him on the pod. A lot of basketball miles. He's played a shit ton of ball in the last few years and just got uh, an extension four years for like a hundred million bucks. So I think Draymond's gonna take it a little bit easy, but scoring and his numbers. I mean, he does his whole game was facilitating the shooters around him. If he doesn't yeah. have good players, his role doesn't his change. Stats yeah, his his role hasn't changed. The players around him have changed. Draymond Green, the last guy to get a triple-double, not including points. We had Ooh. rebounds, assists, and steals. Ooh, great yeah, stat. Yeah, a little knowledge. A little knowledge we get deep in this pod and I'm just like, uh, he ain't going to say anything I haven't heard before, and then boom, drops it on us. <laughs> exactly. Plus, I also think, you know, he knows it's a shit year. Um, he's going to try and coast as long, take a little breaks, take a little load management. You know, he's taking it easy. This might be a an $18 million uh, spring break for him. Yeah. Email number three. Heath <laughs> Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix have won Oscars for same character, uh, the Joker, same as Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando did. If you had to choose one, which character goes into the MAB Hall of Fame? The Joker or Ooh. Fido Corleone? 
So we do have our actors hall of fame. Who do? Who do we got? Needs to be updated. We We have have Meryl Streep. That's all I know. That's all that matters. We didn't get the cute Uh, dog. Pacino, De Niro. Yeah. I think it was it. I think it was just Uh, three. Yeah. Well, then we we nominate. We got one more in. God, we really should really keep a better record. We should prep that now. You know, like it's not like we're surprised. We did read this email beforehand. We'll yeah, our out. Uber driver had a vote too <laughs> on the way to Foxborough. I think we had to cut that out. I think that cut out of the point. Yeah. That's probably where the confusion yeah. happened. That was the Foxborough yeah. trip. That was exactly great yeah. trip, great pod, great trip. Yeah, love to listen to it sometimes. <laughs> what went down? Uh, where are we going next year? Do we decide? Are we going to Tennessee? We talked about Tennessee, the Titans, the Titans game. Like We've that. talked about bears and Andy as well too. Well, yeah. well, no, well, well, this is a little little Easter egg teaser for you guys. A little oh, yeah. hidden message in it's the midst of uh, this pod. It is going to happen. No man is going to put a raincoat on me ever again. Maybe raincoat, like straight poncho, or maybe it's trash bag. You had a trash bag on. He bequeathed his poncho to you. Bequeathed is strong. He owns you now. Like you yeah, are his. He letter jacket me. That was like a dollar jacket. He gave. He put a letter jacket on me. He did. He, he put a letter jacket on me. Exactly. <laughs> claim, yes. claim me as his own. Um, all right, buddy. What do you think? Okay, my take out of the gate is I, I do like the Joker performances, and I'm going to dive a little deeper into it. There is something about the Godfather that just is untouchable. I got to give it to the Godfather. I'm with you on the Being same thing. Yeah. For the simple fact same character. That. Same series. Same character. Same world. Same series. And there's no bad Vito Corleone performances out there. If we really wanted to Ooh. look at the whole depth of the Joker, there's you. not some great ones. You've got Cesar Romero from like the old Batman yeah. you know, uh, uh, episodes. Uh, Mark Hamill, the voice yeah, of the yeah. cartoon. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on. I'm getting all of it yeah, in Yeah, you dug it in. That's a great point. Oh, didn't. Didn't uh, oh no that was the Riddler. Never mind. I take that back. I was gonna say oh didn't fucking uh, Jim Carrey play? Yeah, the, but it was that's the close Riddler. enough. He played the Riddler. Guilt by Association. Terrible. Yeah, Batman. close enough. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So therefore, gotta give it to Vito Corleone. Yeah. Do you think the the Joker movie that you saw because you did see we talked about it during award season? It was yeah. good. Is that comic book movie to you? That doesn't live in comic book movie world to me. I guess technically, no, does it? I like, I guess so. it. It's like a. Is it a DC movie? I don't know. Like, are they going to build? Like, I, I, I don't know any of that yeah. stuff. You're asking, yeah. you're barking up the wrong tree. Bark, Drink, bark. everybody. But in in this humble mm-hmm. podcaster's mm, opinion, good, humble podcaster. I it's one of the ones that I yeah exactly yeah now I'm really laying it on thick. I do find it to be like outside of the like I do find it to be like an a, like a true organic like origin story of the Joker. Like I believe it and I don't for whatever reason, like I know it's in that realm, but it doesn't find, it doesn't hit me like a comic book movie. So if you had to one actor right now, let's just stay on the Joker thing. Who would you cast as Joker? Put you on the spot. Give me one more Joker. One more guy you'd like to see. Just take a stab at it. Cause I think it's hard. I'll give you a little bit of time. Cause I think it's really hard to reinvent that. I remember when Heath Ledger got cast and people were just kind of doing mock-ups, and everybody yeah. was just like, Jack Nicholson, that's untouchable. You can't do it. Stay away from it. Right, right, right. And then he nailed it, and then Jared Leto showed us again that it is touchable, that you can get back in there. You that's that's right, Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah, you get Jared back in Leto. there, you yes. can do it right. <laughs> uh, a performance yeah. that caused him to be cut out of the movie, a bunch of things canceled. Uh, 
her didn't take it well when way off the rails uh and then we got back to you know another home run which kind of feels like a like a comic book movie second and more of like a, a personal man's like breakdown that like comes into like that shit and going crazy Ooh, this is a good one because I'm, I'm fearful of anyone that i say because you know once i try to recast heat i've yeah. always been a little gun child <laughs> sure. when it comes to the when it comes when it comes to this um I'm trying to think of like should it be like a young actor? I, yeah, because because it's got to be a little bit of like doing something different. Like I, you know, I like my boy Bradley Cooper, but I just can't throw like a minute. I mean, Tom Tom Cruise maybe throw, a yeah. Tom Cruise swan song, just being like an like an older. See, Joker I was thinking like I does, was thinking like could what could Leo DiCaprio do with the Joker? Like a like a you know like a in that realm of like Jack Nicholson because I feel like Leo's the next yeah. Jack Nicholson. And that's who immediately popped in my mind, but I don't necessarily know if like he's gonna. Re- yeah, that's the problem with him. reinvent, right? It had to be like a little bit more subtle. Like, Joaquin Phoenix went right. super dark, but it would, like maybe like a Joker with just like a little bit of eyeliner and just like kind of, like not quite so on the nose with the makeup, but just kind of like a little sociopath and yeah. in public. Right, right, right. Yeah, where's the, where's the Joker? Where's the Joker after <clears throat> he mobilizes all these people to like have the uprising? Yeah, it's like a kingpin. I, I want to see. Yeah, that, a little bit right? kingpin. Like, Give me Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, right. Lawrence Fishburne yeah, exactly. nailed it. Just kind of like upstairs, like just, right. Boom, just owning it all, owning the city. I like it, Larry Done. Fishburne. Boom, you You're got it. Next Joker. Um, all right, guys, it is that time. Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown. This week we're talking smoke. What does that mean? I don't know. Guys, we've done 103 episodes. Now we're just pulling words out of a hat. That's what's going on. We're doing, we're yeah, doing exactly. smoke. This is, this is Neapolitan Mad Libs, baby. It did. Like so, I I did. I was talking to some people, and they're just like, uh, "So, what's the Neapolitan showdown this week?" And it was just like, "Oh, we're doing smoke." And it's like, "What does that mean?" It's like, "Listen to find out." No one knows. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. I like I like that people are hitting you up. They are to find are. out with the Neapolitan. Almost like that they could come into the challenge, the showdown. With their armed top smokes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like when you went to shoot, like, the last season of Sopranos, and, like, you'd only get, like, a piece of the script. Like, you know what's going yeah, yeah. on. It's just, like, how does this all get together? Like, I don't know. Like, how is this going to build right, up? It's exactly. just, like, listen to 103 and find out. And that's what you guys are doing right now. So you're going to find out what smoke means. What do you got number three coming out of the gate, brother? Ooh, boom. I got number three. Everyone's going to love this smoke. It's a good time had by all. I'm going to go with the campfire smoke. You like it. It's good. We're relaxing and chilling. It can get a little oppressive at times. That's why it's number three. Yeah. I'm trying to mitigate my losses here. I'm trying to box bring in out for poking holes <laughs> sure. in my smoke. Yeah. But it is a good smoke. If you're at a campfire, who doesn't have a good time at a campfire? Okay, so I can't poke holes in this because it is in my two slot. Ooh. So I did have a little higher. So this is when the rules get a little tricky, but I'll just figure it out or I'll just make some shit up. That's usually what happens. Yeah, exactly. This is why when that happens to me, I just lie and say, that's my three. <laughs> I know. Just line them up. I know. I've done that a couple episodes. So it's, so it is great. So here's the pros and cons about campfire smoke. 
So I yes. do like the, I love the smell the next day. Like you fucking have those, you have those clothes Ooh, in your, your gym clothes? bag. You like your yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're thrown yeah. in the trunk. You're driving back from whatever fucking camping trip you did. And you pull that bag out and you kind of like smell a little smoke. Like it's a nice little, just like love letter from the weekend. It's just like, oh, that's right. Like we were throwing down, like we're sitting around the campfire. It was a little cold, but it wasn't too cold because you're close. Like you're sitting right there. The con is like when that fucking shit gets in your eyes, when you're just like, when that wind's coming and you're like, keep moving down the campfire and you can't get, like you almost feel like the campfire smoke is attacking you. It's just like, how motherfucker is this blowing in my eyes from every angle? Constantly, yes. And it is one of those things where you've got a good group and everyone's in that full circle. There's no place to go. You're like, I just yeah. gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get up and leave. I'm gonna have to excuse myself from fun because I'm getting lit up by smoke. What's it? What's it? And the campfire will matter. What's the perfect distance away from the campfire? Because there is that I'm warm. I'm getting a little smoke. There's the too close. Like, are my clothes gonna catch on fire and I can't see? Yeah. yeah. Am I gonna fall in? Yeah. yeah. There, but there's also the too far. It's just like uh, I'm still fucking freezing my balls off. And there's a guy over here right next in the perfect spot in a little chair with his shirt off. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, holler out to Trent Fry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all know. Everyone on the podcast <laughs> we knew who we're talking, we were talking about. about. Uh, for me, the perfect distance is toes, like, adjacent to the fire, almost feeling like, is my is my yeah. shoes going to catch is my shoe melting? Like, that's yeah. the distance. And it just works its way up my legs. The top, it, it's full for your boy. Um, I usually got a good you know, ice cold brew in my hand. So mm-hmm. I'm good on there. So it mm-hmm. balances out. Mm-hmm. That's my perfect distance. Yeah. Cause sometimes it gets a little weird too. Like you're trying to talk and that just smokes like hitting down your throat. All right. So I'm going to give you, uh, you sound a little bit more aggressive. I like, I like, you like to get your feet feces right up there. What, yeah, co- yeah. what controls your body temperature? Is it your feces? Like, do you need to have like kind of your ears warm? Like what controls the most awesome? Like I'm comfortable at what, Ooh, my body what's the regular, what's the, yeah. what's the, the MA? What are we humming on? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm definitely like it's definitely the upper body. If I get a hoodie sweatshirt on, I could go shorts in like 50 degrees, bro. (laughs) Uh, You are you are the guy walking to the gym from your dorm with like the shorts on in snow with like shoes and just like a top hoodie. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm making that quick, John. I I just ran out of the garage. It's freezing. My bare feet. Let's get another brew. Fucking dynamite! All right, I'm gonna put uh, your three feet from that fire for three points. I'm going to put I'm seven Ooh, feet from that fire, but it's like a golf store score, so I'm going to flip it. You'll take the seven. I'll take the three. Ooh, um, all right. Wow. My three spot was I smoke from Mortal Kombat 2. So here's the thing. That's, I like it. Yeah. That's it. We knew we were going to go down this. We were just yeah, like, how do we define yeah. this? So when I was uh, all up in the air. So I do like the fact that it was, it was a hidden character. Is like one of those first kind of fighting video games that has somebody you had to kind of unlock. You would pop up and it's just like, holy shit. It was a little pre-internet too, so you had to buy the magazines. And it's like, how do I unlock this character? And you finally did get him unlocked. And it was just like, well, this is basically just Scorpion with a weaker weapon. But I get to play with a guy that's wearing all gray, like rock and roll. He's party in the front, party in the back. He just like looks... Pre- you know what? It's perfect. <laughs> wearing gray. It's full on just- party. <laughs> it's just formal... Formal podcast Thursday wearing all gray. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you're much more into video games than me on that. I don't know if I know Smoke's moves, though. Smoke's, oh, Smoke's, like, well, his- I, I I think he just, correct me if I'm wrong, Dolph, 
But I, Duff was a big video game player. We'll go back to Trent Fry. I know Trent Fry played yeah. a little Mortal Kombat too back in the day. I think I think it was all the same shit as Scorpion. Scorpion Sub Zero basically had yeah. the same setup, and I think they're the yeah, same yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like one through ice, one through the little thing, and smoke. Yep. I don't remember the fuck you did. Just yeah. So I was in Mortal Kombat. I was like very much the mash the keys. Yeah. Just Mortal Kombat like, or all was, video games? Uh, all like fighting games and like GoldenEye. Like I was terrible. I was just like mash the keypad. But like in fighting games in particular, like I would get like one move and I would just hammer that. Like I'd be relentless in my like that'd be it. I'd just go all offense, just try and get me off of you with like the berserker thing, like all the hands and you know all that yeah. shit. That was my move. I think you could, I think you could do mash keys in like Street Fighter Two, but I think that's as far as the mash key thing lived because there was. Obviously, like, especially by the time you got to Mortal Kombat 3, and I'm not a video game guy. I, like, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. quit them around, like, internet time. But you would get far enough to where it was just, like, if you don't know how to do the fucking combos, this game's not going to be fun anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you need to do, like, the fucking combos. You need to have, like, a little something in repertoire, or it's just not going to be fun. Yeah, there's no... When it came time for me to finish him, I was not. <laughs> I was not. I was like, he was push, fine. Push you over. Yeah, he was exactly. unfinished. Unfinished was business. For most awesome <laughs> on Mortal Kombat. Right. Uh, so unfinished. Well, you didn't actually name yours, so I'm not going to give you a zero on that. Uh, I'm going to finish you. I think I knew about, I think it was probably three combo buttons to get to the finishing move. It was like, up, duh, duh, duh. so I'm going to do three. Three points. I like it. I like it. So what is so where your number, two spot? My number two. Um, I'm going to go with the victory cigar the celebratory cigar that smoke coming off of it in particular for the big momentous occasion birth of a child graduating high school Mm -hmm. maybe friend's wedding these cigar smokes are sweet sweet Mm -hmm. smelling cigars because again much like you said before it's like a love letter you revisit it you can taste it the next day after which oh, yeah, you can taste the next day, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, 100%, yeah. A little reminder of the fun that you have, but there's a maturity to it. I think you're evolved. You're like, all right, yeah. I think I'm hitting, sitting here smoking cigars with my boys. I like it because it is like, even as we get older also, it's just like a nice little, I, I think maybe it replaces like shots a little bit too. It's just like, let's get around the bar. Let's do a shot. Like, oh, good to see you. Let's do a shot. And now it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Let's go out back. We're all going to smoke a little cigar. Like, congratulations. Like, let's just kind of like dial it in. And it makes you feel like distinguished a little bit. I think your first cigar also is just like, I'm not quite, you know, old enough as a man to be like enjoying this, but I know I like this. I saw it on TV. Like, I feel like a grown man. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's For talk sure. business. Let's sit down and talk business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is a maturity to it, but there's also like there's a little like dress up element to it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing with this. I don't smoke these enough. But everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. I like it. You oh, know what man. I mean? I, I want to love that like community that surrounds it. I want to move this podcast outside and like maybe like one, like the hundred the two hundredth episode. Like I'm gonna have this outside. And I'm just gonna smoke a cigar during it. Like we're just gonna Ooh. have what, the cigar app. Dog ear that, Ooh, brother. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Dog ear that. Get your get your stogies ready, boys. Did you ever have a problem with like taking it down in your lungs? Because I smoke cigarettes for a beat. Sometimes, yes. spoiler alert for my number one, <laughs> still do. But it's just like right. it's it's kind of like an automatic, just like like you just kind of pull it down, which I think is a, a no no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Front you should upon. get your you know body checked out for that. 
Because you're not supposed to smoke them like that. Just in your mouth. Have Just you been to a mouth. cigar bar before? I have, and they're insane. It is – well, it's not a cigar. I've been to a cigar shop where guys were just smoking, like, hardcore in the cigar shop, and it was oppressive. As as a not wanting to be in cigar mode yeah. to go into a cigar <laughs> shop <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. was like, I don't want to be here at all. Well, yeah, did you need to use the restroom, or why were you not in cigar mode going into a oh, cigar yeah. shop? Yeah, it was it was for work. We were we were calling out ah, a customer yeah. that came in there to visit. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, you guys are <laughs> you're doing you guys this. Are hardcore. It's like eleven in the morning, and you're yeah, hardcore yeah. going at cigars. Because part of the atmosphere, it's like walking into a pool hall and it's just like, where's the fucking pool tables? You walked in a cigar yeah. bar and everyone's right, like, right, light up right, cigars. Right, yeah, right. I didn't like fall into it and be like, where am I? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Like, I think humidor is one of those things on my list that I'll never actually have because I'm not into cigars that much. But sounds right. like a sweet thing to have. Oh, you know, like it's like if like you if you had a man cave, like just some fucking like someone comes visits watching the game, it's like, can I get you a cigar? And like you turn over there, and it's just like a little backlit. Like it looks like a hutch that like you know like your wife has her bell collection in, but like this one's like just straight cigars. Right, and you open it up, and you're like straight yeah. from Havana. You just like you run your hands across them. Oh, it comes That's close. All I want to do. It comes close to that wine knowledge, right? Like it's just like. I think in the very beginning, like, I don't know shit. And then when you know a little bit, you act like you know more than you do. And then you actually yes. become like, I know everything about this Then you get the magazine sent to you and you're like, I have a case in my back, in my downstairs basement, my humidor. All right. So I'm going to say like you it. accidentally take down three puffs out of the well, – do you let the cigar hang the entire time or do you kind of get bored with it and eventually like put it out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like – because I'm also like a cigarette smoker, have been – but, like, you sit there and you just kind of get halfway down. You're just like, all right, all right now this is inconvenient because they'll fucking stay lit forever. They'll go on forever. And that's the other thing, too. If mine goes slower, if I had, like, a thicker gauge one and it takes longer, I'm like, I'm cutting bait when the majority of you are done. <laughs> yeah, and we're all just you know kind of like, I mean? like ev- everyone's just, waiting for I'll, the other guy to leave. Yeah. Right. This is an $8 investment. I'm good at, like, getting my 350 worth out of it. Um, but yeah, no, I do try and keep the ash as long as possible. Because for some reason, I think that I did a better job than you did. And there's a weird competition that goes into this. Yeah, that's good. So Maybe gonna, that's just me. I'm going to say you get your ash to around like a straight three and a half inches after 20 minutes before you have to flick it. So we'll give you a 25 point on top of your seven slash for the three. And then my top spot is... Oh, I don't want to do this. I want to change it. Let's just power through it. So I do smoke Got cigarettes it. when I drink sometimes. Which is all the time. I, I've been known to enjoy a cocktail or two <laughs> or IPA. Right. There is a oh, – this is – I think my niece and nephew listen to this podcast. Maybe, maybe I'm just being irresponsible. I'm just saying there's, there's a tug that comes after like drink four that's just yeah. like – Get your parliament light. Gotta, on, gotta bro. scratch that Get itch, that probably. Baby. Yeah, it's a it's a strong itch. So lighten up that guy. I gotta give my number one. I don't want to spend too much time with it. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna score that a skull and crossbones because you because <laughs> a, ne- a negative seven minutes <laughs> yeah. every time. Yep, you sh- you shouldn't smoke, and then um, the victory will go to you. But I still want to hear the number one, unless you're just like I like to put a full pack in my mouth and light it on fire. Then right, yeah. maybe, I was like, maybe I still be number. So one. I love when I light up the spoon <laughs> filled with heroin. 
That's my number one. That sweet smoke um, of freebasing. Sweet nectar that comes off of that thing. Boy, that's a <laughs> nummy smack right there. Um, no, I was so, go, wait, wait, but, the sweet smell of arson. <laughs> it just like I like that smoke. It's just like, all right, all right. I might have to give me the win on that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know when you siphon gasoline, <laughs> that smell, and then Molotov cocktail into a building. Oof, gets me. Uh, no, I was going to go with the barbecue cooker, like a slow cooker, like a pig roast. Oh, yeah. Smoke this. Nice. The That's heat that better. comes off of that. Yeah. Talk about talk about a love letter. Yeah. Walking through that thing. My God. Unbelievable. No question the number one. Um, all right, brother. We're up against it, as we always are. Um, I do want to do Brandana Gambling Corner. Bring us to the jam. Uh, I think at the top of the show, I said um, halfway point odds. Uh, that's fine. But let's do this real fast instead. Let's do um, odds on Joel Embiid's team for opening night of 2020-2021 NBA season. Ooh. Tying in to the top of the show, brother. I got you. I got you, boo. You got me. You got me. You know why I'm on this side. You're on that side. You're the talent. I keep it moving forward. Just putting it on a tee for you. Hit it. Swing it. Uh, all right, we got Philadelphia 76ers at minus 750, Miami Heat at plus 1100, Wizards at plus 1400, Golden State Warriors plus 1500, Trail Blazers plus 1600, Oklahoma City plus 1800. The odds really don't matter. Basically, what we're doing is Philadelphia 76ers, you bet 750 to win 100, so they're the odds out favorite. I'm just saying, if Embiid leaves, where do you like your money? The Heat, the Wizards, the Warriors, the Blazers, the Thunder. And you know cap space better than I do. How could this happen? Oh, yeah. I mean, the... I guess it's less than how... The, you, you don't have to tell me all the moves and how it could happen, but are some of these just like... I mean, obviously the odds makers thought this out, but there'd have to be some moves for some of this, right? Like, Heat seems a little, like, top-loaded on paying people money. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at, like, the Heat's contracts to even get that done, and I think that's really born out of, like, the tweeting back and forth between Jimmy Graham and like we kind of teased it in the in the beginning like you know about being a villain or something like that yeah. like I mean it was it was just a one of those weird social media veil things like I don't think I, I don't think that's real money out there because I don't know what they have to get it done but well you look I at, mean like, all, all these like require a move right like I, I don't know like Wizards I think it's got to be Beal Golden State Warriors I mean are we thinking like Clay like I like yeah. something's got to go. You'd have to have. I mean, that's the thing is the the Warriors would have to like. So I think Wiggins' contract makes sense, and they could move him. And I don't. And it would depend if they valued the the Timberwolves pick that they just got for trading D'Angelo Russell to, to Minnesota. Like so, that could be something. But I don't necessarily know if that's a move that they're going to want to make. The Trailblazers, that's like C.J. McCollum and a couple other pieces in there. Oklahoma City makes the most sense because they have a ton of assets and picks, and they probably have, well, I think Gallinari's done this year, but they could do a sign-and-trade with Gallinari and a couple other pieces that could match Embiid's contract, then throw like a litany of 
of of of trade capital or draft capital at them. So I mean, just like really quickly thinking about it, the Heat. I don't really know how that works. Washington seems like an odd spit or, or, or spot to put him at, unless they were just like, "Fuck it, we don't really care. Yeah. We're gonna send you to fucking Siberia, basically, Joel Embiid, uh, in our in the in our same division." The Warriors makes uh, that's that would be a an interesting proposition. I just don't see them doing that. I don't see them fitting in, you know, him fitting in into their grand scheme. OKC is something that I would be very interested. Oh, Ooh. I mean, they could send. They could send Steven Adams and picks and oh. keep that core. Yeah, because, I mean, we're, what, like three, four years removed from, like, trust the process? And, yeah. like, who instigates this move? Obviously, like, it's player empowerment era, so it has to be on him. Like, is MB ready to just, like, fucking get out of there? I mean, he might be, and they might be ready to move on from him. So it, de- it really depends on how they want to do it. And, and if they sit there and go – we're going to have to make a decision. Is it Embiid or is it Ben Simmons who are falling behind? And it sounds like the 76ers and or Embiid are saying, well, let let Ben Simmons be the guy and I want to get out of here. Or we want to move on from you, Embiid, so we're going to send you someplace. But I, I don't necessarily know if they're going to want to – I don't know how many years Embiid has on his deal. Yeah. Yeah, this is all, this all like- that out. Yes, it's gambling lines, but but I like your idea. Like it's that Oklahoma City Thunder thing makes sense. It could be that, and you know these odds aren't terrible. Like we said, like players just they fucking want to make a move. Like he's been vocal about his frustration. Like it wouldn't be surprising for him to just one day be like, "I get the fuck out of here," and then all these teams would be on the table if they could put put a package together with enough picks and make the calorie for sure. The the salary cap for makes sure. sense. Sweet brother. Um. All right. Well, we'll put a little um. Hundred Mab dollars in Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm gonna find that for us. There you go. And get like there you go. One, a bunch of T-shirts or something. Guys, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast episode 103. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us. Hour of power. I'm gonna finish with the MVP of the week. I'm gonna do Bill Simmons. Uh, impossible to say he hasn't inspired this genre, at least of sports podcasting. Um, and personally, to this podcaster, uh, just sold to Spotify for nearly 200 million. I think it's around. Ooh. Did you hear this, brother? I did hear this. I was going to ask you, what does this sale. mean? Like, is he, he's not the boss of himself anymore? Like, he's, someone else bosses yeah, him around, yeah. right? How does this shit work? Yeah. Why would you want, because. I don't know. It's like you and I work Maybe. for ourselves, and it'd be great to, right. you know, monetize this podcast, which obviously, like, he's done. He's He built that. Right. He built it in, like, it's a quick, like, three or four years. And I sell it for right. that, like, is he just, like basically cashing out he's still gonna do it because he likes being a talent he likes doing what he does but he's like now i don't have to worry about like the day in and day out grind of clearing a paycheck like give me my whatever like 60 percent of 200 million and let's call it a fucking day and then i'll do this just for fun like how's that break down yeah you know i mean i only know just on the on the surface level of what this is that they sold to spotify i don't know the particulars of it my uh, my understanding would be basically the valuation of that company they invested in him he has an ownership stake in the company so he just increased the value of his company exfold and took that money in there but also had a stabilizing revenue force where they weren't solely relying on what they could sell ad revenue wise right they now they now be they now get rolled into the fold they have their own budgets, they have their own operating costs, but they have 
Spotify's dollars and cents to back them up and to really unlock their budgets, right? They can sit there and I can get more creative. I can go after and pursue more talent because in the ringer, they were limited to their ad sales. They were limited to their dollars and cents that yeah. they could drum up and negotiate themselves. Now with Spotify, they bring in a larger revenue stream that can then fund the projects that they want to do. Also in turn gets them on more platforms, open up, opens up their packages to sell more ad revenue and more spots. So I think in for them, it's like as long as he can tr like takes and keeps creative control and his ownership stake in it, they just own the company. As long as I'm assuming Bill Simmons is still going to work there. I don't think he's like, cashing. Yeah, out yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's like that. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure there's people pounding on the dashboard. And I did want to bring it up with you because I didn't mean to spring it on you. Like just like it's super curious to me like what this means because obviously – if there's no, maybe it doesn't matter if like there's absolutely no risk, but it's not going to be exclusively on the Spotify platform. Like you're still be able to get it from like Apple or whatever. You can play it back on Spotify. If you don't play it back on Spotify, Spotify, if it doesn't change and everybody just plays it through the same app, then what's in it for Spotify? Like I'm, I'm the perfect example because I don't have a subscription to Spotify. Right, I listen, right, right. I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. Everyone that comes out, like I listen to like three times a week. Like, and, and the right. other, like, you know, Ryan Rosilla podcast, like other rewatchables, like that's, there's at least five hours I'm listening. I, I don't know how that generates revenue for Spotify just with my example. So it's, it's like, yeah. how is Spotify just to introduce it to the Spotify platform? Spotify's would be saying for like that dollar amount they're paying, like you're getting more people. Uh, now people can reach you on the Spotify platform, but I could always reach you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like trying to make a circular argument. I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out like what, there had to be some revenue What's share. For them? Yeah, some revenue What's share that them? Bill yeah. Simmons lost on what he built. Like now it's just like maybe it's not over. Like I'm not saying like he cut off the stream, he doesn't get anything like from like the share of what's going on. But there it's definitely it seems and not even like a power play, not even shit on it, but it just seems like taking a payday now and something is some part of his share is not compromised, but it was just like cash in now and it's just like I get to do what I want to do and I get twenty percent. 30% for the rest of my life. Well, now that I'm thinking, yeah, it's interesting. Now that I think about it, it's like one of those things where now that like the hottest take, the six minute like thing only on Spotify. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The, seems uh, to be, you know, like, yeah. Like our Neapolitan showdown. The Neapolitan showdown, showdown that they yeah, stole. Yeah. 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 yeah right. On the mini it, yeah. things that, is Spotify calling you? But I don't, I got I no missed calls. So. Uh, yeah. No missed calls here. Uh, but it <laughs> almost wanted to seem to me, it's like, maybe that's what they were into. They were, they were, looking for original content i'm just trying to think about that and that was the little that was the tester that was their like little feeling like, yeah how many people are drawing to this and getting onto our platform how many other people that you know just search music now find this and are coming this way like i think in spotify's realm they're looking to gobble up content like that's what's in it for them and in this case they had the hottest take and they're like let's let's just just try this out and see how this works does it fit well with our brand and if so then then the the merger will come okay so now they're going to so then we'd have to forecast based on that logic like there's going to be more exclusive stuff that only lives on the spotify platform yes i mean i would think that would be yeah. what would be into it for them so original it's not like, content yeah well for that price tag also like i would think that the bill simmons show is going to move over to spotify as a whole yeah 
And then I, I have mean, to get a subscription. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm, I would think yeah, so. I yeah. mean, eventually, yeah, I would think so too. I mean, in the short term, it's I'm going to listen to it on iTunes. That's where I listen to predominantly a majority of my podcasts. But maybe that's what, what Spotify wants to do is they want to bolster their their subscription fees. And that's like, hey, if you want this content, you'll come here. You yeah, yeah I mean? it makes sense because I think they, they released so there's a rewatchables 99 that – and if you, you guys can shut off the radio now, like it's it's all over. <laughs> like we're going to do our MVPs and right, it'll right. be done. Like join us for episode 104. I don't want to talk this for a because there is like the – on Luminosity, they exclusively released – uh, rewatchables like 99 I think which was just talking about doing the rewatchables which they just have on iTunes but it was exclusively yeah. like 99 like they did Magnolia which I really wanted to hear but I'm not going to buy a subscription to Luminosity to only hear like rewatchables 1999 oh right right and they'll do like really um, like biopods right where they'll de- they'll they'll dive deep into like like we did with the Firefest like way back yes. morning, you know yeah. what I mean like they'll do like a whole biopic of the whole thing and it'll be this like a serial but now on Spotify yeah. you know for that and they'll they'll and I know that the ringer has gotten into that so I think that's what they're looking for they're looking for original content and they and there is so many things that you know sports pop culture and all this stuff that they at the ringer do i think that's where it's i think i mean i think that makes sense i mean not knowing anything i, I think so but totally like out of my ass yeah like, no, i know i know i put you on the spot and i meant to do it because it's like i know you're super smart guy you know all about this shit like i'm just i'm really and i, I don't think anybody <laughs> no like seriously i don't think anybody knows how it actually is going to work yet i don't think it's been released like i've read the articles or whatever but i just don't think there's any way that spotify pays that amount of money and then they still let the power be to the ringer and bill simmons as like the president of the ringer or whatever to decide what goes exclusive to spotify what doesn't because i think once you sell something like this where it's just like spotify is just like this is all on our fucking platform this only we're going to release it like you got to be in line with that yeah and i think it i think it's going that direction i know i don't think they're just gonna like pull the trigger and the next day you go to like load the Simmons for two hundred million dollars, I would have it immediately. <laughs> immediately. So Spotify, if if you're listening right now, uh, I mean, we'll say this: uh, we don't like to, you know, there's no paper cups out or whatever, but it may be sports right. podcast for sale. For sale, we have no problem. We'll we'll be exclusive. We'll be exclusive, whatever. And I'll take a hundred ninety nine million. <laughs> Big of you, I'm bro. just putting that out there right now. Big of you, bro. Take one. I want to, you know, million. I'm trying to be competitive. Yeah, we're gonna get out. We line our pods up against their pods. A lot of crossover, B. I don't I, I exactly. Spotify's in the crosshairs when we really get this lawsuit together about the content that's been stolen. All right, brother, <laughs> what is your MVP of the week? Oh, I'm gonna keep it quick. Um, I'm gonna go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Became part of the Dad Club two days ago. Way to go, oh, nice. Giannis. Bow, 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 bow. Having some babies. Bow, 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 bow. I like it. Good job. Well done. Guys, it may be a sports podcast episode 103. You got to talk to us. Shoot us an email. If you're Spotify, I you do anything. I'll give my cell phone number 31063. Everyone listening probably knows. Um, all right, guys. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. You like that pod, Spotify? <laughs> Boys.
parties, style, fame, she likes glamour, runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.